All right, on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche Media Day for the Avs, and we hear from Coach Bednar, we heard from Nathan McKinnon, and we heard from the captain, Gabe Landeskog. We'll get to all that and the player preview for Val Nichuskin right now on Locked on Avalanche. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day, I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on YouTube. Over on YouTube, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. And if you're listening or if you're watching on uh, YouTube, you can see our rundown over there on the side. We will get to the player preview for Val Nachuskin, but we're probably going to have two segments worth of the media day for the abs day before uh, training camp officially opens. So uh, a lot going on in terms of players kind of uh talking to the media and what's going on with the team and and the outlook for this year not too happy with how last year ended clearly um so because of that why not start right off the top with Jared Bednar um he had a a, a lot to say about a lot right i mean he, he he was all over the place with 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 last year with with guys they got this year very happy about that and then he did get into injuries too Yes, we already have injuries. It's a laundry list already, Kyle. How, how is that possible? We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute, but I, I just don't get it. But um, yeah, we'll start with Bednar. What what stood out for you for, for any of the comments that he made? Honestly, after last year's exit against Seattle and you know this quiet rest the Avalanche desperately needed going into this year, the optimism, not just for Bednar, but everybody that spoke, the optimism for next year. And it's not just the, you know, to- towing the company line. Like, yeah, we, I believe in this team. We're doing great things. No, it's like even Nathan McKinnon just kind of said, hey, last year we didn't have it. Yeah. Like Bednar is talking about the acquisitions and comparing it to like the acquisitions of Burakovsky and Donskoy. Like this, th- there is credibility and optimism behind these words and going through all this content day stuff that the avalanche are putting out i'm slowly drinking the kool-aid on this team i'm like <laughs> i think this team might have the fire this year that was kind of lacking last year because the everydayers know we talked about it last year like yeah the avalanche are doing avalanche things but there was just like that one little it didn't feel like the cup year there wasn't that sure. immense like dominating fire that the avalanche had and it's starting to well up a little bit in this team. Because they were always fighting the injury bug last year. They just never got to that point where it's like, okay, now we're healthy. Let's just go make a run at it. They made a run at it despite everything. So I think you, you know what you're hearing out of a lot of people, especially Bednar, is I'm sure what 31 other teams are, are saying right now in their media day. And maybe in different in different tones obviously you're not going to get the same from like you know the the coyotes that you're going to get from 
like the Avalanche or Vegas or things like that. But there's optimism. There's optimism for those upper echelon teams. You're heading into the season. You should be relatively healthy. The Avs kind of are already, which is just odd um, that we're even bringing that up right now. But there is, yeah, there is a lot of optimism right now. Ben, like you said, Benner was very happy with the offseason that they had in terms of the acquisitions. Um, he talked about he talked about um, Gabe Landeskog and said he's very happy with the progress that he has made so far. Um, where was the let's see to this point, it's gone great. He's feeling really good. Doctors are happy with the way everything is going. Um, that being said, it's early in, in his rehab. Um, he did make a comment about someone asked him about like, what would you think about replacing him as for a captain? And he did say he thought about it, which surprised the heck out of me. Like he said, he thought about it, but, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but the fact that they feel that Landis is going to come back. He said, I, um, it's not something I'm going to do because we're anticipating him coming back. But I, I thought that comment was just going to be y- next question. We were, we, we're not even going to think about it. But the fact that he did say, I thought about it. Wow. Where, where, where does it, does that, does that you're, you know, we're, we're kind of on opposite ends here. You, you're really questioning if Landis is ever going to come back. I'm, I'm of the other mindset that he's at least going to make an attempt to come back. Uh, but did, did that comment kind of fuel your side of, hey, uh, maybe he's just going to put it off for another year? I, it did until he finished that comment. Because mm-hmm. when I heard him say that comment, I was like, ha-ha, he's considering getting a new captain because Landeskog's never coming back. Accept <laughs> it. But then at the end, because he was so optimistic about Landeskog's recovery, and that's also something that's been echoed from everyone wearing the Avalanche A, is how they're optimistic about Gabe Landeskog's recovery. And then it goes back to maybe Chris McFarlane knows a little bit more than we do on this side of everything. Because it, there must be something. And even Landeskog kind of made a like he made a comment saying he didn't know what to expect going into this rehab. And it's mm-hmm. going remarkably well. Yeah. So for Bednar to consider another captain told you that he got some information that made him throw that, that contemplation right out the window. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's not interesting that they're, they're not going to replace it. Just like I said, the phrasing of it was just the fact that he even thought about it. It caught me off guard a little bit, but um, did make some comments on Val Nachuskin says he has a lot of faith in him. Um, he knows who he is as a player and a person. That he's talked to him a lot of a lot of times over in the in the off season, um, and he just seems like he's ready to go. And and you you heard that from a few people. They even asked Nathan McKinnon about it. And Nathan McKinnon flat out just said like we've all turned the page on it. Like we we all we all trust him. Um, what happened? Whatever happened happened. But you, you kind of like we were saying yesterday. You're getting that impression of we'll address it the way we are right now. Kind of expecting what they were saying. Like yeah, we're turning the page on it. And then after Wednesday, it seems like it's going to be over with and everybody's going to turn the page on it as in like, we're really not going to keep talking about this stuff. Yep. So, but everybody seems to be behind him and everybody's expecting him to have a, a good season. And we'll talk about that in, in the player preview in, in the third segment. Yeah, I, I definitely gather that as well. It seems like the messaging coming out of the avalanche is, hey, we've 
already turned the page. We've talked mm-hmm. to Val, and this is old news for us. We have moved past it, and it goes back to like the Avalanche handling it internally. It sounds like it was handled internally, and they are already looking forward to next season. Yeah. So another thing that they they discussed, and this was you know with uh, the man himself and Devon Taves, and that that contract. Um, Taves did say he doesn't want it to drag into the season. Uh, and he says that he wants to, I mean, you're kind of expecting to say that, that he, that he wants to stay in Colorado. Um, the fact that he doesn't want to drag into the season, I, I, I can't anticipate anything getting done before the regular season starts. So I'd be surprised if it happens, but I've been surprised before. So, um, I don't see it happening, but it's nice to know that, you know, and, and Taves is not going to come out and say like the Stamkos stuff. I don't know if you heard any of that, what oh, Steven yeah. Stamkos was saying, but he's not going to go down that route. Um, yeah, I believe he wants to stay. Clearly the avalanche want him to stay. And it was nice to hear that everybody wants that. Getting that done is a whole nother thing, but it did give you a little bit of hope that, you know, there, there were, there have been talks at least and they're going to try to hammer something out. Whether or not it happens obviously remains to be seen. And to piggyback off your comment about it getting done before the regular season, remember we signed Miko late into the preseason. It was late, yeah. So that it's not completely off the table. And now that Taser is going vocal in the media, you kind of wonder. And, and, and he's really making it sound like, I want to finish my career in Colorado. I like it here. And his intention is staying in Colorado. And I'm pretty sure front office intends on keeping him. So where's the middle, everybody? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what he said. We got to find a middle ground. Um, uh, easier said than done. But there, I mean, like I said, I've been surprised before. You mentioned the, the Miko Rantanen one. Uh, maybe even more recently than that was the, the Gabe Landeskog one. Yeah, you know, and that that was we thought he was definitely heading for for free agency, and you know, at the eleventh hour, they 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 pulled the deal and got it done. So maybe the Avs have a history of kind of doing this stuff, like waiting to the last minute. But um, could it happen here? Anything is possible, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. You know? <laughs> they signed Tatar when we thought they were completely done. So. Yeah, there you go. So stranger things have happened, but <clears throat> we'll see where this one goes. Um, all right. Injuries, yes, uh, the dreaded word around Avalanche world, but it's already here. Get used to it, people. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But first, we are going to hear from AG1, our good friends over at AG1. Kyle's got the uh, that canister full of the goodness right there. And uh, yes, that's our next partner. It's a daily foundational nutritional supplement. That supports whole body health, something that Kyle and I take every day. And yeah, you guys know that I'm sick. And AG1 is part of the daily routine. I probably wouldn't be back on my feet as quickly as I am if not for AG1. I'm going to stake my claim on that bad boy right there. Yeah, it helps everything. Total total body, helps your gut, makes you feel better in your gut. Um, and it's the foundational nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health health and it replaces your multivitamin probiotic and more in one simple drinkable habit it's science the science-driven formula of vitamins probiotics and whole 
food sourced nutrients and it's raising the standard of quality in the supplement category. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your su supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's AG in the number one.com slash NHL network. You'll thank us. And so will your gut. Wait, bye-bye to that thing for, for now. All right. Um, all right. I don't want I, I didn't think we'd be doing this at this stage in the uh training camp because training silly, camp silly hasn't Chris. started. You What's know that? better. Yeah. That's a silly Chris. It's the avalanche. Come on. Come on now. Um, but there is a list already of injured avalanche players. Uh, and here they are. Andrew Cogliano, he is day to day. Uh, will participate in camp. Not likely that he will take part in the preseason games, um, which yeah, he, that's kind of you see the, like those veterans, like even in the like the NFL, like the veterans, like they hate training camp and they'll go to the practice and stuff like that and not really playing the games. I'm not saying this. That, that's what Andrew, I think Andrew, Andrew Cogliano broke his neck, so he's probably still recovering from that a little bit. Um, Josh Manson day to day, uh, but he should be on the ice. Opening day of training camp, Pavel Francouz. We talked about him. Um, Kale McCarr. Kale yeah. McCarr is day to day. So he probably won't take the ice until the weekend, uh, but he should be ready for exhibition games, potentially. Jean Luc Foudy, he has a lower body injury, so he's out. Uh, Chris Wagner has an eruption Achilles. So he's he's not he's not gonna be around until January. Alex Bukage, he is he had uh, surgery and he's still recovering from that, possibly soon. Uh, Cal Ritchie, same thing with him with the shoulder. Uh, Wyatt Amo, he's day to day. Andres uh, Andre Pavel is day to day. Jason Poland is day to day. Did I forget anybody? Good lord, uh, I, I know the Jason Poland one and the Andres Pavel one is is from the rookie camp. But all these other ones are, I, I don't know, the Kale McCarr one, it's baffling already how we're, we have, you know, Kale McCarr and, and Cogliano and Manson, three guys who are going to be daily roster players, um, already laid up. What is going on here, man? And I think all Kale McCarr has been doing has been NHL 24 cover PR. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean... He's going to there be is. averaging 30 minutes throughout the season, so he's going to be day-to-day. -day. Let him be day-to-day. -day. It's one of those, like, it's understandable, but what are you doing, Kale? It's probably one of those things where it's like, if the season started tomorrow, he'd be ready to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're, they've shown some video of him. Like, he is hitting the, the weight room in the gym hard. Yeah. He is he is ready to go. So I wonder if it was something there. I wonder if it was something just in like his daily workout routine where he just like tweaks something maybe. You know what I mean? And it's nothing too serious. Obviously, if he's day to day, it's not too serious. But it seems like he is he is going to want to be in the absolute best shape of his life because he probably feels like he still has something to prove. And, you know, and he's young, so maybe what, what he's got left to prove is that he can continue to do this. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I don't know where it was. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I've seen some video of him going hardcore in the gym. So uh, maybe, maybe I'll go down that route where, where it came from. Who knows? Yeah. And on top of all of those injuries, like we still have Josh Manson as a lingering thing. And I hope, I mean, I love Andrew Cogliano to death. He's just a absolute like unit out there. Yeah. But you really, when you hear this news and the context they're putting it in, you wonder if this is going to be something that lingers through the year. And mm-hmm. he could be that guy that like all the everydayers know we were kind of putting together the lines. I wonder yeah. if he's going to be that guy that's just the easy takeout of that fourth line because I don't know. I mean, he's up there in age. Sure. It's a broken neck. It's the game of hockey. Like you've got to, you got to play smart with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And last year, I remember like the, the abs started out the regular season with injuries last year. Yeah. Um, I think Taves was, was out for the first couple games of, of last season. Um, uh, Nathan McKinnon, I think had a, a COVID thing. Um, there, there, there was, they, they started the year off with injuries and it just never got better. So that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. It's like, we're already starting this and what is there to lead you to believe that on day one, they're going to be completely healthy and ready to go. I'm not there, dude. I I, I can't. And, and it's totally because of the history of where I'm like, this is going to be a repeat of last year. Maybe not for the full season. Let's hope for that. Like, I don't want to go down that road. But I will say, like, no, I don't believe at all we'll start with a completely healthy roster. And it might take a couple weeks. Because that's what I thought last year. Last year, it might take a couple weeks to get those guys that started the year injured back. And then we'll be okay. I'll feel that way. I'll feel like, okay, maybe, like, by the end of October we'll be okay. And not have the repeat from last year where it just kept going week after week after week somebody else is injured someone comes back another guy gets added to the list and all of this going on it just in my head because i'm so accustomed to it by now with it being colorado avalanche hockey and injuries the infantry is what i refer to ross colton Rijo, tatar mm-hmm. and miles wood they are now getting accustomed to avalanche hockey like you join the team and, oh, yeah, by the way, these are your teammates, but they're also injured. They'll be around whenever. Welcome to Colorado. This yeah. is going to be your day in, day out. You never know oh, who's going to be there. Uh, Gabe Landeskog was there as well. Um, and we did mention him as far as what, what Jared Bednar had to say. He was happy about where things are. Coming right from Gabe Landeskog's mouth, he says he feels good. Um, this has been a really good process. He didn't know what to expect, but he, maybe he's kind of feeling like his expectations are being exceeded right now because he says he feels pretty good. Um, Nathan McKinnon even said, yeah, I hope to have him back for the playoffs. And that kind of echoes what Chris McFarland said. Um, and again, that's the, I don't want to go down the road of how I feel about that. But I, to me, it would just be like, I, I would just keep my mouth shut on that and wait a little while. But totally understand why they would say, yeah, that's our captain. We want him back. If it's possible for him to come back, I would want him back. And Nathan McKinnon, like I said, echoed kind of what Chris McFarland said. And if there's a possibility he can come back for the playoffs, we'll explore that. Yeah, it's everything you're hearing out of Landis Gug and everybody surrounding him. It sounds very positive. It's giving more credence to McFarland's kind of 
playoff window, but mm-hmm. I would love to see it. And it's going to be something we're all going to be watching from afar, but I, I would love more than anything to see Lana Scott come back. I, I mean, no matter when he comes back, just like picture that moment. Yeah. Right. And there were the first time that, you know, the ball arena crowd gets to see him. If that is in a playoff series, madness. It's going to be sheer madness. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. And Nathan McKinnon also just talked about last year. Um, he said, I just don't think we had the team to win it last year. It just felt like we never had the quote it, um, whatever it is. So, and he said they're, you know, really motivated on how the season ended last year. And to feel like you didn't really have the team last year to do it and still win the division kind of makes you feel like, okay, like this team is is a better team, in my opinion, than last year. They're going to be ready to go. So, yeah, yeah they, they have, they, they, I think this is a motivated, motivated team for multiple reasons. And to hear everybody not making excuses for last year, mm-hmm. just kind of owning up to it and then really going, I like I said in the beginning, like the fire this team has and the confidence, it's something I could subscribe to. Definitely. Definitely. Just like listening to these guys just makes you itching for like the regular season to get going. Yep. You, you can't wait for it. Um, all right. One more thing to get to, and that is the player preview for Val Nachuskin. And we will get to that next. But first, we're going to hear from our friends over at Bird Dogs. This is one of Kyle's favorite sponsors that we have here. Look, what do you got there, sir? Those, those, uh, the shorts or the pants? These are the, those shorts. Are the shorts. Yeah. I mean, some of the most comfortable shorts and pants that you can purchase. No joke. Bird Dogs are stretch khaki short that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit so much better, and they fit better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement. Bird Dogs also uses the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. They're functional for any occasion. Seriously, you can just wear them lounging around the house. Kyle is wrapped up in full right now. Uh, You can wear them golfing. You can wear them around the pool. You can wear them out to a formal dinner. Very versatile, these bird dogs. And you can wear them just while you're doing a podcast. If you just want to cover yourself in bird dogs, you can do that too. Uh, So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter the promo code locked on NHL at checkout. For a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL for that free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. Kyle can guarantee that. <laughs> You're gonna have to now, sir. So uh back to the task at hand. Um, all right, our player previews continue. Uh, we're gonna. Kyle decided to go with Val Nachuskin today, and I think that's a that's a good one. We did Sammy G yesterday, another player who had a uh, interesting off season and into last year, and that's that's Val Nachuskin. And how I said with with Sammy G yesterday, and how I think it's an important season for him. Definitely, the same can be said for Val Nachuskin. 
Uh, it left a lot of people with a bad taste in their mouth at the end of last year. So um, you heard what you wanted to hear from his teammates in that, you know, they're, they're putting that behind him. They trust him. They don't have any issues there. So it's just get back to work and do what you do best on the ice because he is a huge part of this team. I I was kind of intentional with selecting Nachushkin because everybody that fell on whatever side was Samuel Girard, you also will have to take that same side with Valerian Nachushkin. Mm-hmm. A beefy contract. Production where you know he has the tools to do so much better than what he's been giving you. Like last year was a dip from the year before in points. And you know what happened in the Seattle series. We all know this the legend of Nachushkin. Dallas gave up on him. It was like, what, 95 years between goals for Orem. <laughs> he finally scores in Colorado and then really gains traction. And he's a, around a 50-point player. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's wonderful. But now he's also getting paid for that. And with his exit last year, you're anticipating the same step up that we're wanting Samuel Gerard to do. If you listen to last uh, yesterday's episode, you're expecting Nuke to do that tenfold because of his exit last year and mm-hmm. his potential and the health factor because he still had the injury that he sustained in the cup finals plaguing him all year last year. You're expecting a hundred percent Nachushkin who's going to have to start playing to justify this contract because last year was not. a. Oh, you're buzzing a little bit. Hang on. Yeah. But all right, keep going. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. And no, it was just, you want a better sample size and per, honestly performance out of Nachushkin now that he's getting paid for what we think he can be. Yeah. And I think that's a fair point. Um, you know, you, you look at his, his overall stats, like he really didn't start picking it up more until the 21, 22 season. You know, his first two seasons with the avalanche were, were good. Um, they weren't amazing 27 points and then 21 points. And, you know, he's only averaging 14 minutes of ice time in those two years. And then 21-22, stepped it up. He had, you know, in 62 games played, 52 points um, and just over 19 minutes of ice time. So based pretty much on that is kind of where they said, okay, we feel like he can continue that. So we're going to give him a long-term contract. We're only one year removed from that contract. And it was, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a dip in, as far as points go. But where I want to see him, like, if he can just play, you know, like if he can just get over 70 games in, the numbers will just take care of themselves. But he hasn't done that yet. In his four years with the Avs, he's played 65, 55, 62, and 53. So he hasn't been very durable. I really want to see that out of him and put together a full – sure, you're going to miss a couple games here and there. Um, and he had that foot injury, which – clearly never fully healed going into last year after we saw that picture after the the cup final um that fully never ne- never fully healed so it, it kind of hurt him and he only it was what do you say 53 games he's just gotta play more games 
And if he can play in the 75 to 80 range, I know that's asking a lot, but you know, I have no concern about as far as the numbers go and all the extra stuff that he does. He's one of the best four checkers in the game. He's the best four checker on their team, probably a top 10 in the league. So he helps you there. He's just a big body. He's a wide body. He makes life difficult for people. He's good in front of the net. He's great at redirecting. They just need him out there. And if he is out there, this team is better. So don't get injured. <laughs> Easier said than done. Uh, and and go out there and help your team because when you're there, good things happen for the Avs. And what I'm about to say, I think, is exact. This is exactly what Nachushka needs to do. And hey, Nuke, if you're listening, thanks for everything. But this is, listen to me, my friend. You need to get back to focusing to the on the ice product and what mm -hmm. you're contributing on the ice. You need to get back and start because you mentioned it like his Stanley Cup celebration. Like Nuke, it was this beautiful story of, uh, Dallas giving up and then the ascension to the avalanche. But now it's become the wrestling belt after winning the cup and the goofy celebrations and the Instagram stories, the Seattle situation. It's becoming more of the off the ice stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can see the numbers starting to dip down a little bit and you didn't get to finish the season with your team. You need to get back to committed to how you came from nowhere and just almost going back overseas to play hockey to getting that chance with Colorado, you need to get back to that grind, start putting it in back on the ice. And if you uptech this year that way, we're going to be talking a plus across the board when it comes to the grades at the end of the year, because we know you could do it. Oh yeah. It's nice that you've done it, but you can do so much more. Don't settle here. Yeah. Um, his points per 60 minutes. Third on the team last year behind who else? Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. So he he's productive. He is a productive player. And like I said, all of those extra things, uh, he's great at that too. And I think if you get a, a solid full season from him, uh, you'll see, you know, the, the stat lines for him be very robust and, and, and very like kind of eye catching um, because he has that ability. But, yeah, I, I think we're in agreement there. I, I, do I expect it this year? Sure. I mean, I don't want to say, like, oh, you know, his his MO is somewhere in the mid-50s games played. Like, I, I don't want that. We can't have that. No. You can't say that for him. Like, like, what they're paying him and what they expect him to do, you can't say, like, oh, if you play 60 games, that's a win. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> it's a part-time contract. Right, right. So uh, fire away in the comment section. What are you expecting from Val Nechuskin this year? Um, and then we'll have another player preview. We'll discuss who, who's next. So, um, yeah. And anything else that was said in media day, if anything that caught your ear, caught your attention, comment away in that as well. So that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. And he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!